Pastor Chris's podcast. A long time ago, in a land far away, Joseph, a bright young man with the incredible ability to dream about the future, believed everyone would one day bow down before him. However, his plans for future Dominus fell apart when his jealous brothers overpowered him and sold him into slavery. Joseph found himself at the very bottom, serving as a slave in an Egyptian commander's house. God did not forget Joseph. His master, Potiphar, recognized Joseph's special abilities and put him in charge of the whole estate. All was going well until Potiphar's wife tried to seduce Joseph. Joseph would not sin by committing adultery, so Potiphar's wife accused him of trying to rape her. Once again, Joseph's hopes for fame and fortune fell apart. In today's episode, we find Joseph rotting in royal dungeon with two of Pharaoh's former servants, a baker and a cupbearer. And yet, because God's blessing rests upon Joseph, everywhere he goes, he rises to the top. But what good is it to be at the top if you're in chains, lonely, and forgotten? Genesis chapter 40, verse 5 through 23. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night, and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today, he asked them. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his, first, his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a grapevine in front of me, and the vine had three branches that began to bud and to blossom, and soon it produced clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand, so I looked at, so I took a cup of so I took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice from the, into the cup. Then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. This is what the dream means. Joseph said, the three branches represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as his chief cupbearer. And please remember me and do me a favor when the things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland of the Hebrews and now I'm here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given the first dream such a positive interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream too. In my dream, there were three baskets of white pastry stacked on my head. The top basket contained all kinds of pastries for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them from the basket on my head. This is what the dream means, Joseph told him. The three baskets also represent three days. Three days from now, Pharaoh will lift you up and impale your body on a pole. Then the birds will come and peck away at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later, 
and he prepared a banquet for all of his officials and staff, and he summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position, so he could again hand Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh impaled the chief baker, just as Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his dream. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Poor Joseph. He just can't seem to catch a break, right? I mean, every time he starts to rise like a star, someone does him wrong and it costs him. And he's back down to the bottom and he, he's so close here. Assaulted him and sold him into slavery to be the most important slave in charge of the entire household. And Potiphar's wife he begins to rise right there with the influence of being in Joseph's position, feeling lonely and forgotten, to be stuck in that prison, it, it must have seemed like it was forever. But God didn't forget about Joseph, and he will, and we will hear more about how God didn't forget about him next Sunday. But today I want to talk about loneliness. Joseph was feeling so lonely. Have you ever felt lonely and forgotten? Like no one cares about you? Loneliness is a plague in our time. So many people feel lonely. We are more connected than ever through technology, through cell phones that we carry around with us all the time. We take pictures everywhere we are. We post them on social media where we connect with other people. And yet, people seem lonelier than ever in the midst of this. And of course, with COVID-19 going on, uh, we've been asked... To, to be careful and to be socially distant from one another and to isolate the good of public health. And many of us are trying to do that. We're all trying to do that. Some more than others are some people that, that have pretty much stayed in their homes throughout all of this and, and haven't been able to get out and to connect with other people other than maybe through technology. And some of them don't even have the technology or feel comfortable with the technology to connect with others. Um, and I think that are in nursing homes so many times that um, you know are older and need someone to care with them and they're really not comfortable with using technology and even the people that would normally come to visit them on a regular basis and they're not able to now because of um, the problems with COVID that hit so hard in those nursing homes. Loneliness is, is a problem and it's something that can strike us at any stage of life. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. A child might feel lonely if they struggle to make friends. They may be in a classroom full of other children, but they feel lonely because they can't connect with someone. A college student who moves away from home for the first time, they may be excited to be doing new things, but they can also be very lonely and homesick because Everything that they were used to in life has now been turned upside down and changed. 
People often will struggle with loneliness when things fall apart in their life. For instance, parents may feel lonely when their children grow up and move away from home. I mean, they are excited for their children, but they're also lonely because things have changed. Or you may feel lonely if you get betrayed by a friend or if someone you love is betrayed. You may feel lonely when a marriage ends in divorce or when a loving spouse passes away. Or you may feel lonely if you're facing a chronic debilitating illness. It can make you feel very lonely. Sometimes people who struggle with cancer have lots of people that try to come around them and support them, but nobody really knows what they're going through, and that can be a very lonely feeling. Even if you are loved and adored by thousands of people, you can feel lonely. For instance, right now, there are many celebrities, um, professional athletes, that thousands of people around the world look up to them and think they are great. And, and maybe they are making a lot of money and it seems like they're on the very top. And yet we find that people in those positions often struggle deeply with loneliness. And we have heard of cases where celebrities or famous people have even committed suicide because of the loneliness that they feel. You know, the cliche says it's lonely at the top, but that is a very true statement because sometimes those people, um, they, everybody looks to them and everybody loves them, but they don't really know them. They just know the persona. And so they can feel very lonely. There are many things in life that can make you feel lonely. Have you ever struggled with loneliness? Are you struggling with loneliness now? Loneliness is often misunderstood. You see, loneliness is not a state of being alone. Loneliness is a state of feeling alone. That's a subtle but important difference. A person can be in a crowd of people and still, still feel alone. On the other hand, some people can be very happy all by themselves for a very long time and not feel lonely. A person who is lonely, though, may feel like no one listens to them. They may feel isolated, forgotten, empty, incomplete, unloved, abandoned, or unimportant. Loneliness is a very dark and depressing place to be. And you don't want to be there for long. God doesn't want us to feel lonely. God made us, and when he made us, he said, it is not good for man. And I would add, we say, it is not good for woman to be alone. And that's why he said, I will make a helper for them. Rome, uh, Genesis chapter 2, 18. God created us for relationships. Relationship, a relationship with God and a relationship with other people. We are designed to be social creatures. It doesn't matter if you are an introvert or if you're an extrovert or a people person or a loner. We all need social interaction. It is built into our very DNA by God. And that's why loneliness can lead to so many difficult health problems. 
It can lead to substance abuse, antisocial behaviors, can lead to heart disease and stroke, decreased memory and ability to learn, can lead to depression and suicide, can lead to poor decision-making and all kinds of other problems. And so it's very important that we deal with loneliness. But where do we begin? Now, what I'm about to say is going to sound like a church cliche, okay? I get that. I know that. But please, don't tune me out. Hear, listen to me. Hear me. The cure for loneliness is Jesus. I know that sounds like a, a church cliche. I know you expect a preacher to say that on Sunday morning. Jesus is the answer to everything, right? Well, really, Jesus is the answer for loneliness. You were designed from the very beginning to be in a relationship with God. That is why God created people. It's why we draw breath into our lungs. Unfortunately, Sin came into creation when people, when Adam and Eve chose to eat the forbidden fruit, sin came into the world and it caused a break in the relationship between people and God. And that has caused an emptiness to come into the human soul that cannot be filled with anything except a relationship with God. But we can't have a relationship with God because sin separates us from Him. It's a very basic problem, but it is a very um, fundamental problem to human, humanity. And it's, a, it's the most difficult problem we face in life. And so many times, when people feel lonely, they try to address that loneliness in all the wrong ways, because they try to skip over the fundamental problem of our separation between us and God. And so sometimes people will try to fill the void and, and they will try to cover up and address the loneliness in their heart with material things. You know, if they could just have the, the latest gadget if they could just have the, the newest, fanciest car, then everybody in town would see it and would, would just love them. Or if they could just have the nice house with all of the amenities where they would be, feel comfortable and, and they could welcome people into their home and they, they wouldn't be lonely anymore. But it never works. Material things can never satisfy the loneliness we have. And, and we know this because... People who have everything, all of these things, are sometimes the most lonely of all, the loneliest people of all, such as those uh, celebrities that we see who have fame and fortune and thousands upon thousands of people who adore them, and yet they are still lonely. Well, of course you say, obviously, material things aren't going to solve our loneliness because loneliness is about relationships, right? And so... Many times people try to, to cure their loneliness through relationships with people. And on the surface, that seems like it's the thing to do. But that doesn't work either. Because although people were created for a relationship with other people, that's only half of the equation. The other half is we have to have a relationship with God. It takes both. 
And when the relationship with God is missing, the relationships with other people suffer all kinds of problems. Because we begin to look towards people to fill the void in our soul that only God can fill. And whenever we try to do that, we're always going to be disappointed. Because those people are not equipped to take God's place. They are not God. And so even if that person that you are trying to build a relationship truly does love you, they cannot take God's place for you. And if you are trying to use them to replace God, they are going to let you down. And not only is it unfair to you, it's unfair to them because you're asking them and they want to do it. They want to feel, fulfill your needs, but they can't do it. You are asking them to do something they cannot do. And that's totally unfair. And it will destroy that relationship in the long run. And that's if the person is truly, truly does love you and truly does want what's best for you. But we know the world that we live in, right? We know that there are some people that do love us, but they, you know there are a lot of people that could care less about you. There are a lot of people that do not have your best interest in mind. But when you are struggling with loneliness and there's an emptiness inside you, it will drive you to do anything to try to fill it. And you will turn to anyone Sometimes you'll turn to people that love you, but oftentimes you will turn to someone who really doesn't care that much about you, but is certainly willing to use you. And there are, there are tons and tons of people in this world that will willingly use you and abuse you and take advantage of your deep need for a relationship so that they can get what they want. Because sometimes, guess what? They're lonely too. There's an emptiness in their soul too. And they'll take from you to try to fill their emptiness. And because you're so lonely, because there's something really missing in your soul, you'll, you'll give yourself to them. And, and I see it again and again and again in relationships. People will say, if I, could just, if I could just have a friend that really cared about me, if I could just find a girlfriend or a boyfriend, if I, could just find, if I could just get married, I'd finally be happy. And they will get into bad relationship after bad relationship after unhealthy relationship after unhealthy relationship until they're just eaten up inside because they've been hurt so many times because they were looking for a person to do what only God could do. And so relationships with people are not the solution. It's not the whole solution to our loneliness. Some people are hurt so many times by so many different people that they just decide, I'm done with it. I'm done with people. I'm not doing this anymore. And then they'll build a wall around themselves to keep all those hurtful people out. Um, but that doesn't work either because we're built for relationships. And you can build a wall that keeps everybody else out, but guess what you've done? You've just built a prison for yourself. And now you're like Joseph in the dungeon, all alone. And your loneliness is only worse. 
And some people will try to numb the loneliness that they feel. They will medicate themselves with drugs or alcohol or other things. And it might make you feel numb for a little while, but it will not solve the problem. And the thing is, with these kinds of substances, you build a tolerance up for them. And you have to take more and more alcohol, more and more drugs, more and more things to try to make you feel numb to the pain. And in the end, all you find that you are is now you're drunk or high and lonely. And you're worse off than you were to start with. The cure for loneliness is Jesus. And I don't mean that in a trite, churchy kind of way. It is the truth. Because the thing that separates you from the one that can fill the void in your life, who is God, the one that can fix that problem is Jesus. Because sin separates us from God, but Jesus Christ came and gave His life on the cross to forgive your sin, to pay the price for your sin, to make it possible for your sin to be wiped completely clean so that there is no longer anything that separates you from God. And when we turn to Jesus Christ and repent and turn to Him as our Lord and our Savior, we begin to reestablish the relationship that we have to have with God so that we can find the fulfillment that we need in our heart. Jesus is the cure for loneliness. When your relationship with Jesus begins, or with God begins to, to fall into place, then you no longer are looking to people to try to be God for you. And you can have actual, real, healthy relationships with people. And so both sides of the equation begin to fall into place. Well, some people will say, but, but, but pastor... I'm a Christian. I already have Jesus. And I still feel lonely. I understand that. We may still feel lonely at times, even after we become Christians, and even after we begin a real relationship with Jesus. This can happen for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is because our thinking sometimes is still immature. Or it could be that God allows loneliness to be part of our life because it helps us to grow. Loneliness is a kind of separation anxiety. Small children feel separation anxiety when their parents leave them with a babysitter. They may cry as if their precious little hearts have been broken into pieces. And they may feel abandoned and lonely. And in a few minutes, hopefully, they will be okay. But it breaks their parents' heart, doesn't it? As they see their child crying. But the parent is older and more mature. And the parent knows, I'm not abandoning my child. I'm not going to leave them forever. It's only going to be a short time and then we'll be together again. And I'm not going to forget about them. I'm going to think about them while we are apart. And we will be together again. As mature adults, we know this. We have grown to a place where even if we feel the emotions, we can deal with them through maturity. But the child is still immature. It's still learning. 
They will grow up and eventually they will be able to be separate from their parents without feeling abandoned or lonely. They'll be able to do that for longer and longer. And that's what we want. Well, similarly, overcoming loneliness for a Christian is a natural part of the growing of growing in spiritual maturity. So don't feel guilty. Don't be ashamed if you're a Christian and you still struggle with loneliness to a degree. This is part of growing up in the faith. And we all grow and we all mature in different ways at different times. You can even be a very mature spiritual Christian and you still struggle with loneliness. Sometimes God allows that because it helps you to 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 wrestle with your faith and to stretch and strengthen your spiritual muscles. But we must learn that we are never alone if we have Christ. Even if we feel alone, he is always with us. If Jesus is your Lord, his Holy Spirit is with you always as close As your very own heart. So cling to that truth, especially in your loneliest times. Are you feeling lonely and forgotten? I want to tell you today that there that the cure is found only through a relationship with Jesus Christ. As a Christian, as we grow and mature, we have to learn to be in God's presence, to know that Christ is there with us. It's something that takes practice. But you can grow to a point where you can enjoy solitude because all of the other factors, all of the other uh, noise has been pushed away. And the only thing that's left is Christ. And you'll find that that's what you need. That doesn't mean you don't also need other people. But it means that your relationships with those other people are in their right place. No one knows about loneliness more than Jesus. He left the glory of his home in heaven to come to our dark and broken world. Don't you know he must have gotten homesick quite a lot as he was surrounded by crowds of people pressing in on him. Heal me, heal me, heal me. How sometimes he must have felt very lonely in those moments. Why do these crazy people argue about who's the greatest? Why do they wonder who loves me if Jesus loves me more than someone else? God loves us all. He must have wondered why these people feel lonely when God is right here. (laughs) I see him. He's right here. He lived among people who didn't understand him, were often afraid of him or felt threatened by him. Even his friends didn't even always get him. And in the end, those who were closest to him literally betrayed him, denied him, abandoned him. He was tortured and he was nailed to a cross. And as Jesus was dying horribly on that cross, he cried out from Psalm 22. My God, 
my God, why have you forsaken me? That's the prayer of someone who feels lonely and abandoned. They feel it. Jesus felt it, even though he knew he wasn't alone. So when you feel lonely and forgotten, when you feel abandoned, unloved, unimportant, isolated, who better to turn to than Jesus, who came specifically to save you and went through all of those feelings in order to do it? Material things won't fill the void in your life. People, friendship, romantic relationships, sex, substances, none of that will Fill the emptiness that's inside you either. Only Jesus, the Son of God, who was sent to save you and to restore your relationship with God, who is the source of life and love, only Jesus can help you with your loneliness. Won't you turn to Jesus today and be saved? I pray that you will. What's stopping you? And Christians, you who already follow Christ as your Lord, are you still struggling with loneliness too? Why is that? Is it, is it truly because of something that you've done? Have you hurt someone? Have you done something you shouldn't have done that has caused the, that loneliness? Maybe. Or is it because you are still looking for love and fulfillment in the wrong places? Sometimes, even after we turn to Christ, we keep looking for joy and peace and love in the things of this world and in the people of this world. It's an old habit, and it's tough to break. We have to look to Jesus first. We have to practice finding our first and our best relationship in Him. For until Jesus is your all in all, everything else will suffer. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you as well. Matthew 6, 33. Won't you decide today to put Jesus first in your life? Won't you choose this day to find your greatest relationship needs fulfilled by your relationship with the King? Because when you do, all of your other relationships will grow deeper and more fulfilling. And the ones that don't grow that way or the ones that come to an end won't bother you nearly as much because you already have what you need. You are already grounded in the infinite, perfect love of Christ. This is God's word to us today. He who has ears, let him hear.